0: I'm a big fan of the podcast. Is it weird to say that? Is that like unprofessional <laughs> or unbecoming of the podcast to say that? Because um, I actually have a lot of questions about the podcast as a longtime listener. You. Yeah, man. Okay. Like, okay. are you ready, or like, do I do I need to like wait until we like Let's, do those um, stuff? Yeah, let me do a little okay, okay, housekeeping now, stuff. stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: and then we'll get into.
0: I it. I respect the process.
1: I'm excited about the questions, though.
0: Yeah, I've got questions. Okay, I got a lot of questions. All right, here we go. Thank
1: you again to Daryl Hall and John Oates for being here last week. They were great. They did a really good. They're job. really good. They were natural. They yeah. filled in. I was gone. I mean, they're stars. They are stars. They've been doing it forever. They know. Yeah, they they know know what they're just doing. Yeah. No, they're pros. Um. Okay, so. And keep in mind, I edit a lot of this out. Okay. So like that. So that's gone. <laughs> that's not gonna that's be good. in there. <laughs> <laughs> that you'll realize how much dead <laughs> pauses are in there because i'm like i don't know what it sounds about. like a lot of work yeah <laughs> it is That's trust me it is okay hello everyone hey hey welcome uh welcome welcome to friends and low places where um you know you just saw that cover and we like to have some fun right yeah <laughs> mm, yeah we do um hey everybody just a little teaser for you um today what we're gonna talk we're gonna get into a lot of good things scott's gonna ask me some questions i'm gonna ask scott some questions um we're gonna talk about my recent uh bout of depression um so yeah i i made a little song about my depression so seriously yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. So I made that today in like five minutes. I put harmonies in there. Um, Can you pick out the harmonies?
0: Yeah. No, it sounded great.
1: That's,
0: That's a really high harmony. Yeah. Did you get that? Like, was that first try? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Nice man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh I think you missed your
1: calling. I think you're right. <laughs> Talk about my depression. Here we go. Welcome to Friends of Little Places. <laughs> wow. I forget that the uh the app <laughs> stops when you when you press the thing. <laughs>
0: to like start talking now is it okay talk where did the music come from so spencer my friend spencer has been on the podcast
1: multiple times has made he made this song he just had it it's really impressive and he showed it to me and i was like dude this is perfect for my podcast it it, it actually is perfect
0: right it's the right vibe who's singing because That is
1: him. That's him. That's Spencer. Yeah. He's got like a real deep singing voice. Did you think that it was homemade or did you think that like somebody else made it?
0: No. You know why? You know why I I figured that it was probably original is because you are extremely professional with what you're doing with this podcast. Wow. Like you really are. And I was like, I was like, no, he's not because I've, I've known other people who did podcasts that just kind of like grabbed music from wherever and they're like, yeah, you know, whatever, no no big deal. But I was like, no, no, I, I bet that's not what Chase did wow that's really sweet yeah man (laughs) that was not my first question though uh about i I didn't know i didn't know i was gonna ask that one because like i I listen to the podcast like religiously right yes and i actually had a lot of questions coming in but that was not one of them so that one was just kind of out of nowhere but i i love that question but the first question i actually do really want to ask like before you do the yeah yeah let's do it okay is it a coincidence that there's a fern right there is that a coincidence um did you put that there intentionally
1: that was there before the podcast that was there before the podcast so are you referencing a between the two ferns? because okay because between the ferns what is it two ferns between
0: two ferns yeah. right because i'm sure you've seen between two ferns it yes. seems like the kind of thing that, yes. and i was wondering i was like i wonder if that's chase just doing like just a little nod, a little like yeah, yeah. right because that would be kind of cool because two people Sitting having a conversation, right? And I was like, I was like, what if that's just his way of just kind of like not? Because <laughs> the uh, another question I was going to ask you was like, if there were any like sort of web series or shows or podcasts or anything that like sort of inspired, yeah, right? Friends in Low Places, yes, and
1: there are, yeah. Um, the top influences would be number one would be your mom's house podcast. I've never listened to that one. Okay, so that's a, a podcast with Tom Segura. I thought Segura. you were like taking a shot at me like a weird, <laughs> no, like a weird No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like your mom. No. I was
0: like, okay. That would be <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: It's a podcast with my favorite comedian, Tom Segura, and his wife, Christina P. Okay. Um, great podcast. Super yeah. raunchy. Okay. Um, Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, that's everybody. So yeah, everybody knew that one. Yeah, I knew Joe that one. Rogan. Right. Um, Tiger Belly is by another comedian, Bobby Lee. Okay um i recently got into bad friends which is also bobby lee those are probably the top okay. ones that i like okay. i like h3 they're i don't good. know any of these this is great you i'm know. gonna
0: check these out yeah
1: they're they're all like they're all goofy comedy yeah. fun podcasts, you know yeah because
0: i'm a big podcast guy but none of those i know so it's good
1: it, it's good like there was a point where i was like i just want to laugh when i listen to something yeah. you know yeah so if you ever want to laugh i would recommend okay. one of those uh, good podcasts enough. they're good um Okay, let's get into it. Let me read some a little bit. Of, well, Scott, I am excited for those other questions coming.
0: Yeah, I got more questions. I yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't have like a plan for what I'm going to launch them. Yeah, but yeah, we'll fill it. Maybe out. They'll, we'll yeah, feel they'll, it they'll come through.
1: Um, okay, guys, uh, you know the drill. Subscribe, like, comment. You know what to do. We got seventy subscribers right now.
0: Can I say that I'm actually not to root against you, but I'm really happy that it's not 100 yet because I don't know if you're going to do like the, the nipple thing yeah, like yeah, yeah, with yeah. a guest.
1: <laughs> like, I think I will. Okay, and it's just going to be whoever's on <laughs> okay. the hundredth subscribe, whoever that ends up being. That would be. So you're glad that you weren't on. I, the 100th. I,
0: I did. I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like you know I might have just kind of diverted the conversation to places I wasn't ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there are certain things.
1: I do with this podcast that uh could divert the conversation like for instance becoming daryl hall and john oates i'm sorry jp that that happened you i think know?
0: i think though the jp rolled with it extremely
1: well though. he did yeah he really he was did. A good sport and yeah i feel like i leaned into it maybe a little hard
0: though. no no I, I respect the commitment to the bit i'm sure i'm sure the people do uh that we're listening to too or watching you know it's funny that Do you consider what do you you consider like the main platform for this podcast? You consider YouTube, don't you? I think I do because yeah, so weird to me because to me, me. podcast is an audio format, but I'm probably just wrong.
1: No, I I think you're right. I think most people listen on podcast, but for me, for whatever reason, I love watching podcasts. Yeah, I love watching the interaction. I love watching their faces. I love watching them. I love watching them. Say something and me being like, You don't mean that. Yeah, right. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: You do get a lot more because, you get yeah, more. there's there's a lot more nonverbal stuff. No, that that does make sense to me. Huh? Okay.
1: So I just fell into that. I just started watching them and now I cannot not watch them. Really? I ha- you, can, you, can't, is- you
0: can't just wash the dishes and listen to a podcast.
1: Well, you know, like if I'm doing something, then I will. Okay. I'll, I'll walk around and do something. Right. Um, but the video's still going. Yeah, you right. Know? Huh? Okay. So. I would can I I feel like I put more work
0: into the video the video and the YouTube sure. aspect so if people then want to interact with this podcast like sort of the best place to this is this was a, pl- a question that I didn't have yes. planned like the best place for people to reach friends in low places is probably YouTube comments then right yes okay. for
1: sure yeah and what I'm trying to do right now is figure out how to interact with yeah the people watching more yeah you know,
0: you know it's funny in, you you've mentioned before that you and I have talked about the podcast, like oh, yes. so. Is I don't yes. feel like I'm like I'm I'm Exposing pulling back anything. the curtain, yeah, yeah pulling back yeah. the curtain too much. But that was something that I was wondering. I was like, uh, yeah, a lot of I feel like Facebook is very outdated, but I'm like, but a lot of people still do Facebook groups, like even that people true. that you wouldn't think so. Yeah, and that I was like, where where could he do the type of thing where people could share more comments and ask questions and yes. things like that? But it's probably also a lot of extra work,
1: though. It would be extra work. I mean, I've thought about doing like this podcast live. You know? Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I think it is too, but I'm uh, the logistics of it of being like, do I, I mean it would have to be in every Monday, every Friday. Thing. Oh, you
0: mean every time you would do it live? Yes. Oh, that's and So what were you saying? Oh, and no, I thought I was like doing like a live one, just as a one off, like as a oh, special. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be right. fun. I, I know, That would that, be a
1: very easy attainable thing.
0: That's. I think you should. Now that one should probably be. I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to do your podcast, but I guess I am going to tell you how to do your <laughs> podcast. Like that should be someone I who like know. you already know. Like, okay, this is the type of this is going to be a guest who I know a is going to kind of keep things going yeah, right, yeah, yeah, going yeah, in a yeah. specific direction yes. in that, of, that yes. kind of stuff. So yeah, right.
1: But what I'm concerned about is me starting a live podcast and Chloe Lipscomb, who I love, and you watches everything. Okay. My mom. Yeah. And Terry Hill, okay, from my grandfather's church, watching, okay, and we're doing it for them, right? You know,
0: <laughs> That's just kind of weird to be like picturing them right there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's just three yeah, people
0: right. Uh because nobody listens to this. Well, I can tell you that like th- this is actually kind of a strange thing that I actually had. I told I I tell people at work like way too much, and I told people. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing this podcast thing. Yeah. And so like, I have, I can assure you that there are IBMers who are absolutely going to be watching really? or listening to this. Yeah. Wow. like I have to be like, I was, I was a little bit, uh, surprised and maybe even a little distraught like at how much this sort of spread throughout the team because i only told like really <laughs> but then, like people were, <laughs> were mentioning it to me on calls and stuff yeah so yeah your audience is expanding um wow and they're good people too they'll probably they'll, i don't know if they'll subscribe hopefully they'll subscribe but Please. i think they'll at least give you a couple likes you know yeah yeah yeah, up, up yeah, yeah. the metrics a little bit these are, need, these are marketing people so they understand how important that yes. kind of stuff is you know?
1: i need somebody from ibm to comment on this video or I'm gonna go to IBM's headquarters. Period. And I'm gonna. Th- should I say it? Okay. I have no idea what you're gonna say. So yeah, I'm, you gonna <laughs> I'm gonna threaten them. The <laughs> I'm gonna threaten them with the. I'm I'm gonna call in a <laughs> at IBM if they don't comment on it.
0: This should probably be one of those things that you should cut that you were talking about earlier. Should I edit? That yeah, probably. Out? I'll just
1: I'll bleep that out. <laughs> I'll bleep that out. Hey, but if you're watching and you're from IBM, just comment below, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, positive and negative feedback. Let's read some comments real quick. This is where I read any and every comment that you post. That means you IBM people, I'm a read it if you post it.
0: It's a fantastic idea.
1: Right, I, it really is a good
0: idea. People, it gives, it's incentivizes somebody to be like, oh, he said my thing. People on the want thing. To be heard.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, they do.
0: They do. Yes. I think even more so than being acknowledged, just knowing that, like, oh yeah, the, the person that I sent this out to actually received it. That is true. Yeah. Thank you for so, acknowledging so anyways, that I'm sorry, good idea. I am sorry. I don't, I don't need to verify. Yeah, you, you know what you're doing. No, I need, I need okay. verification. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. No, I need that. Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tucker Richmond, uh, who we know and love, uh, said. Excellent. This is to JP's cover on YouTube that we. It did. was really, really good. Uh, I'm going to refrain from talking about it further because we've already done it. Because we've already talked about it.
0: I, I can I can I talk about it? I haven't talked about yeah, it. Yeah, please. I mean, JP's the thing. The funny thing about being a bassist, especially maybe you feel this way about being a drummer, is like I people will come to me like asking me for like oh can you play and when i say no they'll say okay well can you recommend another bassist and i'm like well actually i don't know a lot of other bassists because yeah. i never play with them so i very rarely get to play with jp sometimes he's played guitar and that kind of thing but uh great dude though he is a great dude. really good musician obviously but yeah. I, I don't feel like i know him as well as i should because we're never booked together but yeah that's the same with drums yeah yeah same with drums yeah. electric
1: guitarist they'll mingle yeah they'll right meet. that's right singers singers for sure yeah even,
0: even keys sometimes even keys sometimes but uh drums yeah.
1: and bass there are never two drummers there are never two bass
0: that's something that i was actually going to ask you about though is like are you friends with any drummers and how's that going to work yeah with the friends Recently, and Places podcast.
1: within the last year okay i've made more drummer friends than i ever have ever
0: but like are you going to have them really on the podcast or is this i am okay
1: yeah like i'm i'm in the works with a couple figure something right out now. cool I don't know what we'll do, but I want to make it creative and cool. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Right. I mean, like, one of you could do, like, alternate percussion or something like that, which I feel like would probably, it'd, be, it'd probably be gentlemanly of you to do that and allow them to play the drums yes. and you would do, like, whatever, but.
1: Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get creative with yeah. it. We'll make something
0: happen. Okay. That was one of my questions, though.
1: Yeah. but about, Yeah. Yeah. We're squeezing them in. We're in <laughs> the question. Um, healthy kayak angler, Fred. I love you. I love you, Fred. He says to JP's cover, that's a man eater, y'all. I can go for that. Um, He capitalized Go. Is Go a uh Hollow song? Oh, you got me.
0: I don't know. Is I, I think I, man, I eater, man Eater was, but I'm assuming it is. So, I, think it, got to be the, I think you're right. It probably <laughs> is. a Hall, Go is probably a Holland Note song. Okay,
1: Joanna Sherman. Hey. <clears throat> Joanna, we love you. We do love you, Joe. Chase, your lip synced, you lip synced better than the actual lead singer on the music video. And I'm not gonna lie, she's not wrong. Yeah, she's not wrong. If you watch the music video, he doesn't do a great job. Oh, really? He I doesn't do a great attention. job of uh lip syncing his own song.
0: That is a, you know, that really tells you that she paid attention. Right? She didn't that just true, click right? it like just to click it, you know, or like yeah. just make a comment just to kind of like just to toss you something joe really paid attention she's like she really did yeah thank you so much good on her for, yeah great singer too she is yes yeah, so that's that's a, that's a great compliment I,
1: i've heard her sing it's just been forever done? it's been forever she hasn't sang a, she's a really good. yeah i yet.
0: haven't played with her in a very long time but she's a fantastic singer wow mm-hmm. joe i need to hear your voice she's really again. good really good mm. um
1: <clears throat> all right this is coming from jp's podcast so that was the cover this is the podcast this is from Instagram. Great comment, Lucas Freeman. This is coming from one of our so in the last podcast we did, we talked about mosh pits. Mm-hmm. We just kind of got into that. Yeah, Lucas Freeman says, My friend's dad has a story where he came out of the pit at an Iron Maiden show. Okay, back in the day with a screwdriver in his leg. <laughs> that's pretty, I got insane. nothing. Yeah, that's it. pretty <laughs> insane. Just walk out of a pit wow. with the screwdriver. But I'm not surprised, you know? No, I guess I'm not either, unfortunately. Joel Chandler says when you are going oh when are you going to do A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton? Um is that the I think that's the Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Keep the- going. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I the- actually got it uh- song. If I could fall Uh, a thousand, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that is. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what it is. All right. Um, Keep commenting, liking, and subscribing. Thank you guys on everything. YouTube, Apple, all of it. My guest today. Hey, it comes out. It comes. (laughs) It's pretty. It comes out hot at first. At you. Yeah. Please don't be offended. Okay. You know that I love you, but it's just, <laughs> fantastic. but it's just, <laughs> it's to get a laugh, you know? Okay. My guest today is bald. <laughs> it's true. Yes. That means he is the first bald guest I've had on Friends in Low Places. But when I wrote that down, I actually realized that Joel is also bald. He oh. just wears a hat
0: oh okay but i
1: wrote this down next seth rice is he is so
0: close why do you think that why do you think that'd be a dig what do, do, do you think do you think i'd be yeah like you're, you're like hey i'm coming out hot do you like do you oh, feel like wow yeah
1: well now you're making me you're making me feel even worse that i
0: made it sound <laughs> <you> like <laughs> i actually look that i that actually evolved. look better with no hair Really, I, ne- I never thought I looked right with hair. It was always kind of weird. What? I, well, because I have a big forehead anyway. Yeah. And so, like, whenever I tried to like comb it or anything, I just yeah. I never liked it. And I shaved it for charity one time, and I I already knew that it was just a matter of time at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I shaved it for charity, and like everybody that I was friends with was like, "Oh, you should just do that." Wow. Like Stephanie has never known me with hair. I've yeah. Whoa. A, it is a it is a better look on me for sure. Well, good for you. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm so sorry that I. Uh, no, I'm with the chlorophyll. No, it's good. Okay.
1: He's bald. All right. He is a sci-fi slash fantasy author with stories published in various anthologies and magazines. Also, if you haven't smelled Anthologies candles, you're really missing out. The vo- the volcano candle from, from anthrology is really good. That sounds nice. He has also written for IBM, who... You guys are watching right now. The weather company. The actual weather company.
0: That's actually who I yeah. IBM owns the weather company. Oh. Yeah. So is the weather company like the weather champ? Like that sounds like it's everything except the they they sold a lot of it to IBM, so it's everything except the actual TV station, but it does include like um the app, though, the mobile app, the weather Channel So Mm -hmm. that's cool. Yep.
1: The weather the weather company. The masters. Ever heard of it? Ad Week and Red Bull Racing. This is what I have to say. He is a smart, thoughtful, and engaging man. And I mean that. Thanks, man. He is the reason why this podcast is still alive. And that is the truth. I'm not sure I believe that, but... Okay. That is the truth. Um, I know him as Scott Hall... But I think he wants me to call him
0: Clint. We could talk about that. Paul. We could talk about why.
1: It is Scott Clint yeah. Oh! Yeah. Here we go. Oh, wow. That's-
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you always do that? I don't know if I've.
1: I just I just started doing it. Is the it. applause new? Yeah. The I don't click where you start. It was, so, it was, okay. I've never played it long, <laughs> long enough for the demo voice to come in. But yeah, these most of these are all <laughs> demo that I ripped
0: off. So. Okay. so like, okay, this is what? Number 13, 14, something like that, right? This will be 14. Okay, 14. There were so many times when I almost texted you and be like, you know I'm not as funny as most of the people that you have on this podcast, right? Like I'm just not. Well, the, but there's also kind of a... um there is a musician type of humor and I kind of feel like I sort of have like a foot in both worlds because yes, I am a musician, but like if, if I were like to write, write down the things that I am after you get past like the things like, of course, like, you know, husband, dad, whatever. Yes. Author comes before a musician uh and so i i often feel like i'm more of an observer of like musician humor and that kind of thing than like someone who's actually good at it you know what i mean so (laughs) i almost i almost sent you a message over time like dude are you sure that you want to do this because i'm not going to be nearly as funny as most of the people that you have on because like
1: i i i love this podcast and i loved i love trying to get a laugh yeah i really do but uh and i want this to be some sort of a comedy podcast and i'm sure Sure. we'll have some laughs along the way yeah but
0: this, on our journey. uh,
1: yeah, but I I wanted you on because you're a sick bassist and our muse cover was killer, a lot of but, fun. But also, the conversations we have, we just have really I, good. I really enjoy our conversation, really good, and,
0: and never like forced either, no, right?
1: Yeah, no, yeah, very natural. When, uh, yeah, some people I meet pretty forced, <laughs> you know, but um, ours doesn't feel that way it really does we just had an hour conversation that was an amazing podcast really, really outside good. yeah
0: really really good a different kind of podcast though yes not a lot of laughs really no no no, no in no. that conversation but, but I, really I, good. it
1: was a good con it was a good conversation
0: well and, and, and i gotta say too like for anyone who ever is considering whether or not they're going to be on the friends and low places podcast chase is an excellent host wow i felt very welcomed wow yeah like i can tell that yeah you- how do you feel already right now no, I mean very, very relaxed, very comfortable. Okay. And but there's one thing that actually that I that I did bring, and I was going to wait to see if Jesse was going to be here. I, I hate to um, speaking of being a good host, yeah, I hate to ever arrive anywhere empty-handed. So I actually brought wow. I brought something right really? because I don't like to go to people's houses uh,
1: without bringing something. And and I wanted real quick, I wanted just to be here, but she fell asleep. At no, 8 no, PM totally today. understand. No,
0: and it, I am not worth waking up for. She should absolutely sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So this is just honestly, it's a very a very random thing, but um. When my brother-in-law, who uh, who was a a Marine, uh, was stationed in Japan, he was really, really kind. And sent our, uh, at the time he was two, our two-year-old son, a lot of candy that he got like from Okinawa. Um, And it was (laughs) really, really good candy. And I was, my wife and I just happened to be at the uh, Korean grocery store the other day uh, at H-Mart. And I saw some of it and I was like, I wonder if Chase has ever had some of this kind of stuff. Just again, because I didn't want to show up in Hampton. So this is like this koala- uh, candy. The ones that we had had before were strawberry, but these are actually mango. Wow. The strawberry ones are delicious, so I, I imagine the mango, mango ones are as well. This is so sweet. And then this is um. Have you ever had lychee? Have you ever had I lychee have food? had lychee. Yeah. So this is a lychee gummy candy that my wife loves. I love so that. I got y'all a pack of that as well. Thank so. you so. Yeah, much Yeah. So make sure that Jesse gets some of that too. That is so sweet. Yeah, man. I,
1: I will. uh Yeah, I'll make sure. Yeah, she gets one.
0: Yeah, make sure she gets at least one.
1: One or two. Can I eat one now? Absolutely. I mean, I don't I, think you're really I, supposed to eat on a podcast, you know, but you we know, break the rules. people love hearing
0: people eat on, <laughs> you eat on a podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I um, I've recorded. I got one podcast in the bank right now, to where we um start off by eating, eating? like twenty five gummy bears. Oh, okay. And uh,
0: so this is in keeping with theme. Yeah. I do feel bad about it right now. What? That you're eating right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's okay. Just roll with it. You can cut it out later. This is great. Pretty good, right? This is great. Yeah, pretty good. Jess would like that too. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Lychee fruit is good too. She really likes to um try to get like... <sighs> fruits that you wouldn't normally find in a grocery store and bring yes. them home for our son and like chop them up like star fruit and dragon fruit and a lot of that kind of stuff so yeah we've,
1: we've done like a date like that yeah
0: Where like we're like let's go get like weird try something you try haven't had and it's yeah. not it's not it's only weird because we don't have it readily available exactly. here all the time right but yes yeah
1: so with when i text you about like what what cover we should do um i came up with like this playlist for you right do you do this for everybody I do.
0: Okay. I mean, because I got it. And I was like, this is an interesting reflection of what Chase must think of me. Yeah. It's flattering though. There were some great, yeah. songs, and I don't want to name the songs because you you may want to use them with other people. But as I was, I was like, there's a lot of great options here. And I was again, very flattered that these were the ones that I guess when you thought to to you, I'm Scott, that um you're like, oh yeah, th- th- this would be a good Scott song. I was like, these are some really cool songs. Yeah. So yeah.
1: So I had Hysteria, Sabotage, Yep, Lounge Act by Nirvana, mm-hmm. Ace Spades, Motorhead. Yep. Wood. We, wood. we we were close to doing yeah, wood. Yeah, we almost did wood. I backed out of that one because I I was like, that's gonna be this gonna be so tough.
0: That's what I thought. And it would have been like ridiculously easy for me actually. Come together. I was really, even though like I'm not the biggest Beatles guy, though yeah. that was like the perfect Beatles song for you to put on that there for me. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sweet emotion, awesome. Uh, Aerosmith, yep. "Bullet in the Head" by uh, Rage Against the Machine. Who
0: I love, Tim Cromerford is one of my f- absolute favorite basses. Really, wouldn't have been the Rage song that I would have chosen, but it was a really, really good one. Would it have been um, boom, boom, "Boom, boom, boom, boom"? No, it, boom, it would have been gosh now oh, it would have been bomb track
1: oh yeah yeah, it probably would have been bomb track but a bomb Track.
0: i'm trying to remember that bass line you know actually the thing that i was excited to be about bomb track is actually the kick drum and there's a part where the kick drum syncs up with something that zach sings i'm not going to try to do it right now but it's just like so clever that's the way that they do yeah man but for some reason i have a lot of um a lot of times, my favorite song from a band is the very first track on their very first album. Really the Big bomb track, I think, is the first track on the Rage Against Machine first Rage Against Machine album. But I think yeah, you're right. I think it is. Dude, so. that
1: album is really
0: fantastic. Good. It's
1: really good. Yeah, fantastic. Um, For whom the bell tolls, Metallica. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I have a. I have to be honest with you. Uh, I you wanted I to choose love, that one? I love all these songs. Yeah. Okay. But I just I watched a YouTube video that was like the best bass songs.
0: Oh yeah, did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that and, and I was and just like, oh, okay. I wrote them down and I was like, hysterious Heptage, Lamzac, blah blah. Oh, okay, blah, cool. Blah, blah. So huh. I know that you thought it was, oh man, <laughs> tailored to you, <laughs> but it wasn't. But I did leave out certain songs okay. because I was like, oh, me and Scott wouldn't like this. Yeah, right. You know. Um. So I'm sorry.
0: I'm
1: sorry. And when you said that through text, I let you believe it. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm just gonna spoil it for him on the podcast. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. That's <laughs> so how do you? Are you? Are you? Does it? Does it make you upset? I feel like it made you upset. A little no, bit. it was a good
0: list. Okay. It was a good list. So it whatever. Was a good list. Yeah. Whatever you googled was was good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, you know, it's so funny though is there. There was a song I don't even know if I want to say it because if I ever come back, I might make you do it. And it's the song where it's one of the songs by one of those bands that I think I would almost be embarrassed to tell you at first, but I'd be like, "But dude, this one part like is just awesome."
1: I don't even know Can if you I want tell to say me. Do you want, okay, also yeah, no, it's it's, it's
0: "What If" by Creed. Oh yeah, dude, that song. I, if, and look, I get and even even the lyrics on that song like I get people Creed is an easy target. People take shots at it. Sure. I am I am I do not listen to a lot of Creed. But I'm telling you, What If Rocks. And the What If bass, Does Rock? The baseline in that song is awesome. The drums in that song are
1: incredible. Dude, you can't deny though the fact that Creed is the same band that does Alter Bridge. And, and Alter Bridge Alter is incredible. Bridge freaking
0: Rules. I love Ultra Bridge. Uh, I went to their first tour when they came through Atlanta. They were absolutely incredible. And yeah, that's that's the thing about Creed. I mean, say what you will about Stapp, and but Tremonti and Brian Marshall and Scott Phillips. Those guys are monsters. They man, killers. They are extremely good at what mm-hmm. they do.
1: Yeah. I have a soft spot, my soft spot in my heart, though for
0: Creed. Maybe next time we'll do what if. If 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 I would be if down I come that. back, yeah, man, yeah. That, that was actually the I, one that was in the back of my head. The I had
1: been saving Creed as one of my parody videos. Oh, okay, but
0: it's a good what one. What if? That.
1: What if is not a good parody of Creed. Although, do you have, know what I mean? Have you
0: seen the music video for What If? No, is it awful? It's it's, it's weird. So they did it. It was on the Scream soundtrack for one yeah. of the Scream movies, and it's like the the band. Each one of them has a girl. And they're like running from the killer. And then they're like, they're all making out except for Mark Tremonti. And like, while each other band member has like their own sort of like little scene making out with the girl or whatever, or about to make out, he's playing basketball. Like, like, seriously, this, is and I, this, this is not a joke. It, it makes me wonder, like, was he married at this point? Or maybe he just had a girlfriend who was not cool. <laughs> but seriously, because and they it, just it, wrote
1: that in. So, like, yeah. okay,
0: I guess you'll just be playing basketball. And then they all get attacked by the killer. But then it turns out that all of them were each wearing the mask and being the killer just to scare the girls or something. Weird video. That is really weird. It's a weird video. I went into a um,
1: rabbit trail of Creed videos. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like just on the crest of maybe CGI okay. becoming accessible to oh, like people bullets, in music videos. Bullet and that kind of stuff or um I think there was one to where they're literally on mountains and uh, it looks awful.
0: Is that um gosh it might be higher. higher? yeah, I was gonna guess higher or arms wide open, one of those it's two. It's either probably. higher
1: or arms wide yeah, open. Right. Um but it is terrible and i was just going through like youtube and just watching all yeah. these awful creed videos and i was like oh my god
0: you know what though it like yeah like it's kind of corny kind of cheesy but somebody was buying those millions upon millions of records right. that they sold for for everyone who's like bashing them now i wind up defending a lot of bands like that though and weirdly i'm, I'm sure though like people even watching that music
1: video though back then they're yeah. probably like oh my god powerful that's so sick they got chills yeah, yeah they right. mountains <laughs> um but our cover hysteria mm-hmm. we we're talking about uh before we started recording how fun that was and um i think it's a sick cover
0: really challenging really challenging I, I listened to it and it was one of those things where i knew it was going to be very hard for me to do but i also kind of knew that i could do it yeah which is why i chose it um I think it's important to remind yourself that you can do hard things. And one of the, one of the awesome things about music, and one of the reasons why, even though I'm, like, I consider myself more of an author, but I've, I've really stuck with music, is music, it's a little bit easier to kind of see yourself getting better as you practice. Um, writing, it's very, very hard to tell when you're improving. Interesting. But like even even recording hysteria, one night I'm trying to play the bass line and I'm like I'm I'm all over the place. My fingers yeah. are fumbling, all this kind of stuff. Come back the next night and I can see like marked improvement. Right? Okay, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting better. Yeah. Uh, writing that's a lot more difficult to do. Um, I think it's because it's a little bit more subjective in yeah. terms of like what's good and what's what's not good. So how can you tell then? You just put yeah, out actually, something, and the only way that I can tell you that I that I can notice that I'm getting better is when I come back to something months later. Yeah, and so like let's say I, I, let's say I finished a book in March or whatever, and I come back and look at it in July. I know that in March it was the best I could possibly make it, and then in July. Opportunities to make it better are literally just jumping off the page at me. Well, not literally. Uh, I, I hate when people do that. I just yeah. figuratively jumping <laughs> off the page at me, yeah. and that's how I could tell. Okay, I've improved since. The, well, I've either improved or I've at least just got some distance from it. Yes. But it, it normally does mean that you improved, right? <coughs> so when you can look back at something that you did months or even years ahead of time or or, or uh, previously, and you can say, "Oh yeah, okay, I would do all of this so much better now." Yes.
1: Dude that makes that that makes a lot of sense cuz yeah I was like how do you how do you see that you
0: improve It's hard it's hard and even then you'll skew sort of second guess yourself I look back at some of the books that I've written so I've written six full length novels at this point Yeah and I look back at my honestly my third and fourth and it they actually kind of intimidate me because I I look at what I did there and I'm like I'm not sure I could do that again It's not true it's just you know it's your inner critic it's your insecurity sort of lying to you Yeah but if I'm not careful, I'll fall, I'll I'll almost get intimidated by sort of my own work in a weird way, which I know sounds kind of arrogant. I I, I don't mean it that way. Yeah. But, um, uh, but, but yeah. Are you
1: like, can I re, can I redo that type of
0: work? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like
1: Is it, is it like a songwriter? Because I've heard this to where like songwriters feel like they, and I'm not, not a songwriter, Mm -hmm. but I've heard people talk about it. They feel like they go in and it's like, it's almost like they, it's like, okay, let's see if we can, if I can step up and perform and do it. Cause yeah. I'm starting from nothing.
0: It's kind of imposter syndrome, it's like, too, I think. Yes, right? I've had yeah.
1: success and I had a good writing session last right. time. I wrote this good thing. Right. Can my brain come up with the next? Yeah, Good thing, right, You right. know. can
0: I do it again? Yes. And I think that's a lot of, uh, again, I would say imposter syndrome, which is like, especially if, if you know, again, if you get some recognition for something that you did previously, yeah. but you feel like, oh, that was a fluke, that was luck, right? I, I can't get that magic again. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I think that's definitely there. Um, particularly if, if it's something that you're very, very proud of, I think that there is certainly a fear that you could lose it you know? Yes. Uh, and it does, I, I I certainly understand why people believe in the muse um, because it does feel like that sort of level of skill and inspiration can just come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think it's a lie that we tell ourselves, right? Because we're scared, right? Yes. Because, we're, uh, so, because I think the truth is that you, you can probably do it again and it's just going to be as ridiculously hard this time as it was last time, but you don't remember that, you know? Like, um, my wife would tell you that when I'm working on a book, you know, I'll, I'll be down, you know, my office for whatever, many hours and uh, then come up and I'm like, well, I wrote some tonight. It's the worst thing I've ever written. I really mean it this time. You know, like, like this is what I'll tell her. She's like, she's like, you always say that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but this time it's really, really bad. This is something that I always do. So <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess it's just part of the process.
1: Wow. So you, do you, is it hard to write something that, that you know is bad? And you're writing it, and you're like, "This is so bad." Yeah, but I yeah, it, know it, it I is. have to
0: write it. It, it, it is. Out to- it is. But you have to do it. You have to. You have. And you have to get your permission. You have to give yourself permission to make it bad the first time. Yeah. And I, I do this in my creative writing. I do yeah. this in my you know my day job. I'm I'm a full time writer, uh, so I do it in my day job as well. Right. You know, like I'll have okay, this is due Friday, Wednesday. I'm just going to write the bad version of it. And I'm just going to give myself permission to write the bad version. And I've never regretted it,
1: ever. So in that bad version, though, does it kind of become like this weird, rough outline of it? That's what you're
0: you're giving yourself sort of the big clay. And it's not really in the shape of an elephant, but maybe kind of. But you have to give yourself the clay first before Mm. you can start shaping it. You know what I mean? yeah. But it's so, because when you know it's not good, I bet this is a thing with music too. I've written a few songs. I'm not really a songwriter either. Your taste in whatever your creative endeavor is, writing music, whatever, your taste is usually way ahead of your skill level. You know what's good, Mm -hmm. but you're unable to create it. And that's super frustrating. That is so true. Especially for A writer, when you're like, this isn't even about, like, at least with music, it's about muscle memory Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. With writing, you're like, look, I'm sitting at the same keyboard as everybody else. I have the same letters as everybody else. You know, why can't I put things together in the way that I know is good? But you just, but it's just, you know, it's kind of like if you're in a gym. You can watch somebody bench pressing three hundred pounds. You can see exactly how they do it. You know exactly how to do it, but you yes. just haven't built up those muscles yet. That is so true. It doesn't make any. It, it doesn't matter that you know the form and that you know everything that you ought mm-hmm. to do. You just haven't built the muscles yet. So. Interesting.
1: There are more variables with music as far as the different ways you can filter your ideas through, right? Whether it's through a guitar and then whether it's through this certain sound of guitar True. and this certain pedal and yeah. the certain EQ on it and then the certain way you play it when yeah. I guess with writing it is just like you
0: said a keyboard and it's more it's pretty much one thing that you're one doing thing. and you know I think something that, that can be very beneficial in music I actually did this a little bit working on Hysteria I would try to get the baseline right until I was kind of exhausted and I was like, okay, I'm just going to mess with the tone for a little while because that the tone uh, that the bassist has is um, ridiculous and yes. awesome. I knew I wasn't yes. going to be able to match it, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, I still want something kind of grungy and dirty and whatever. So i have just play with the tone for a little while. And then when I then come back to try the baseline again, I felt like I was a little bit refreshed, maybe a little bit better. Yeah. And I think part of what that is, it's probably actually more relevant to songwriting than it is to practice you're using different parts of your brain, right? So trying to play a thing is, I would imagine one part of your brain trying to determine the right tone. is a slightly different part of your brain. So when you are attacking the same problem with a different part of your brain, I think you're starting to find more creative solutions to it because Mm -hmm. you're looking at it different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I bet that is a useful thing for songwriters to say. Okay, I'm going to stop worrying about my technique for a little while. And I'm going to think about the tone, yes. or I'm going to think about maybe the lyrics, or, or just whatever. Uh, and I bet breakthroughs happen that way.
1: Instead of looking at it through a like a holistic type
0: of yeah, I would creative think so. or, or if you know, for me, something that I that I do a lot when I'm when I'm working on a book, if I feel like I've hit a block, is I'll you know I. I'm a terrible keyboard player, but I'll sit there and I'll play keys for a little while just because again, I'm still creating, but I'm creating with a different part of my brain and I will often find that something would just come to me. And I think it's sort of that I'm, I'm kind of pushing the the writing part maybe back to the subconscious Mm -hmm. uh, and letting that, Letting it kind of stew or simmer or work or process yeah. or whatever the right word is, and then all of a sudden it'll generate the answer, and I'll mm. turn around and be like there it is, and turn around wow. back to my keyboard, and yeah, and and that are, that is why people believe in the muse, I think, because those moments it does feel like magic, and that's why you do it. So when you're saying
1: the muse, it is yeah. throwing me off because we've done. Oh, we've done. Oh, yeah, it's to, totally, totally
0: unintentional, totally intentional. So what,
1: yeah. when you say the muse, what's the meaning of that word? So a
0: lot of people would say that the muse is. Um, and I'm I'm sure it comes from a specific mythology and I I can't, I I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but the muse is a spiritual being, divine being perhaps that sort of blesses artists with inspiration, right? Mm. You know, uh, and there are certainly times when you're writing that you kind of feel like you are turning off sort of the thinking part of your brain and you're just kind of, that something is being whispered in your ear yeah. and you're just yeah. sort of putting it out on the page, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen all the time. Doesn't happen very much at all, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite books is a book called The War of Art, which I've, I've told you about. Um, and one of my favorite parts of that book talks about his idea that the, the muse... Actually, let me me take it from this way I think a lot of people believe That you just kind of walk around Until the muse strikes you With whatever great inspiration or idea And Stephen Pressfield The author of The War of Art Says that's not it at all The muse favors the working stiff, right? The muse favors the person For him, it's writers That gets up Get your cup of coffee Go sit down at your desk And you just start pounding away, Mm. right? And that's the person That the muse visits The person who's just sitting there Just grinding it out again And again and again So,
1: that makes a lot of sense though. So from when I when I work on these podcasts, mm-hmm. so I will I right now I'm in the process of like how scripted do I want this to be? Sure. And by scripted I don't mean that we're saying every word that we're saying. I'm saying like I'm coming up with bits, I'm you coming got a up framework, with sections. a structure an yeah, outline. A frame, yeah, right. exactly. And some podcasts like I would structure it out hard. Yeah, You know, For this one, it's a medium amount of structure. We are not going according to the structure. We kind of talked about that. Because our conversation is flowing real nice right right now. Sure. But um, when, so when I have to structure out these podcasts though, it does require me to sit down, get on my computer and just think about what can happen. What can I do? Yeah. And if I go throughout the week and I don't sit down and think about it, nothing comes to me. The muse is not talking to me, you know, but the second I sit down and actually start doing it, it's, I can almost relate to you as saying like, I'll write out something really crappy at first. Yeah. Like if I'm writing a, like a bit out or something specific. And then I'll kind of read back over it and then stuff will pop out and be like, okay, this sounds a lot better.
0: Yeah. Make it just a little bit better and a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So another thing that uh, comes to mind, another great thinker, in my opinion, uh, Mr. Rogers. Uh, And there's this, I actually wasn't a big Mr. Rogers kid, but when he passed away, someone put out a song and it was sort of a remix of a lot of him talking on the show. And it said like auto tune and that sort of thing, but it's beautiful. uh, And it's, um, I forget what it's called, but the lyrics are that, you know, it's good to be curious about many things. Uh, All you have to do is think and they'll grow. And the idea is that growing ideas in what he calls the garden of your mind. I think that that might be the name of the song garden of your mind. But the idea is like, all you need is that tiny, tiny, tiny little seed. And that's what you write down. And you just think about it a little bit. And then it'll start to grow. You'll think, oh, okay, I could add this to that. Or I can make this a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And when you start that process, and I, I do think you have to kind of do something tangible with it. You have to start, I actually prefer writing longhand when I'm brainstorming and that sort of thing. It is amazing how something that you think is is nothing yeah. or or you know, just just absolutely minimal, minuscule is the word I should mm-hmm. use. But when you start thinking about it, how how much it grows. And again, it feels like magic. I mean, there's nothing better. Yeah. Um, but you have to do it. And there's something about us though that will also resist it because we're afraid that it's not gonna happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So what do you think though,
1: about writer's block? Because you have writer's block, I'm guessing.
0: Not really, honestly. You don't- I kind of I I, I don't want to make a blanket statement because I do think that you know mental health is a serious issue. I think some people's writer's block could certainly be related to serious mental health issues for which they should seek professional help or medication or, or whatever. Let's let's set those things aside sure. and just say that like I'm not trying to tell everybody their business, right? But personally, though, no, for me, I'm like no. Uh, you sit down every day and you type, right? Um, maybe not necessarily every day. Like I, I'm actually because I have young children right now, I've, I've given myself some grace. I'm still working. I'm working at a much slower pace right now. Um, but no, you still sit down and you do the work, right? Yeah. Whether it's any good or not, you know, there's there's nothing that is stopping me from typing. I, I, I won't necessarily say that I don't believe in writer's block, but I will speak for myself and say that I don't think I've ever truly experienced it. Mm. What I've experienced is fear and insecurity, you know? Wow. I wonder if,
1: that is at the root. I don't know of writer's block, or like you said, like um, mental. You were saying that sometimes mental health is sometimes the
0: cause of. I, th- writer's I think block. it could be it could right be. again again. Like I, I don't. That is my way of. Uh, I don't. I don't want to tell well, everybody that if they have writer's block, that that they just need to get over that it. Right? To, supposed, yeah. yeah they, they, that they just need to get over it. There's probably some people who are experiencing writer's block, I think the creatives are, are prone to depression for sure yes. uh so if if people are going through that, I mean I think it is worth the time just to really self evaluate and realize yeah. okay maybe there's maybe there really is something going on so and maybe you need to well, not just sit down and, and write maybe you need to go you know take care of that uh, but I could say that at least in, in my case, anytime that I felt like I wasn't going to sit down and write I was just making excuses, you know because another thing that I believe not for everybody, not hundred percent of the time, but if there's ever anything that I really wanted to do, I figured out a way to do it. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. even when it was really, really hard and super inconvenient and even kind of scary. Yeah, that's so true. And
1: we're really good. If there's something that we don't want to do. Oh about, yeah. Coming like, up with excuses, coming up with excuses and then somehow rationalizing it
0: and by, wait, in and, our brain. And a lot of times you don't have to rationalize it. I mean, there's a lot of, Absolutely great, valid excuses to not do creative work, for sure. Like, totally logical reasons. Um, My brain is really good at rationalizing. Sure, I will come up with the smallest,
1: dumbest excuses and be like, oh, that's why I get to sleep in. That's why I get to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I I really believe if you are emotionally compromised Mm -hmm. or not feeling in a good, positive state, I think that comes through in music. I think that comes in through conversation i think yep. that comes in through whatever art you're doing right um i really believe that so in in partly i think it's because like your 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 brain is clouded with negative for thoughts sure. you're yep. not thinking openly about like possibilities or you're not thinking with a clear head yeah right, you know right um like you were saying like you get in a lot of artists talk about the muse or this transitive state to where like you stop thinking and then just thoughts start to come through you. Sure. You know, but when you're clouded with these negative thoughts, it, it would make sense that there would be this block of. Yeah.
0: Well, and I mean, something
1: coming through you. you So
0: many people who uh, are so well known for their fantastic work. I mean, Stephen King, uh, was Will admit in his books a raging alcoholic when he wrote a lot of his books, and I think a lot of it was just fighting those demons. And he talks about this. I, I think it was in his book on writing, which is kind of a kind of a biographical and kind of a writing how to book. But he talks about throwing empty beer cans he he, he thought of them as dead soldiers and Mm -hmm. even like uh i think it was his book cujo he says he doesn't even remember writing okay Uh, so that goes
1: completely against my argument but that makes complete sense because you have all these artists who were like completely depressed and they make like the best art you
0: know and it doesn't even necessarily have to be depression uh i know that kevin kevin smith who is extremely prolific now now more of a podcaster but obviously did you know clerks and I, my favorite kevin smith movie is chasing amy which i think is just hilarious and fantastic but always talks about that for him he has to smoke marijuana every time he's about to write and he it's because it silences the inner critic for mm-hmm. him now this is not something that i've ever had to do but i understand it mm-hmm. right i understand how difficult it can be to create past those voices in your head, and I'm sure that it's not just for writers. I'm sure that it's for musicians. I'm I'm sure that it's for probably entrepreneurs. Anyone who's trying to do something that's not kind of safe and easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think I think those voices are there. Now I also think that that's a great signal that that's the direction that you need to be heading. But it's hard. You know, it's really difficult. Like, excuse me.
1: You're saying like that's the signal you should be
0: heading, and yeah, the signal yeah, is fear. what
1: those those fears, the and fear the and the
0: insecurity. Of- I think can be a um a fantastic compass in terms of what direction you ought to be heading and the things that you ought to be going towards. Interesting. Um, responsibly of of course, right? With within reason. I'm not. I don't want anyone to you know like endanger themselves or or anything yeah, like that because yeah. they're because they're afraid of jumping off of a building or, or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. right anything like that, but but s- certainly, I think when it comes to maybe I view everything through a creative lens, but creative or artistic or entrepreneurial endeavors, I mean when you're scared of something but you also kind of can't get it out of your mind, I mean I think that's sort of your I think that's sort of your mind trying to tell you something mm-hmm. about what you ought to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, but we are also of course hardwired to avoid risk and yes. and all that kind of stuff, yes. so yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. I think about myself and doing this thing, you know, I'm like, yeah. Mm, I don't know. What, but what do you think th- about? What do I think? Yeah. What do you think doing about it? this thing? Yeah.
0: That's a good question. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, I, i'm worried that i'm like totally boring everybody right no that this is the, normally like kind of a more lighter no, fun I podcast know,
1: i know the, the thing is scott like while this was happening and we were having this conversation that was we yep. just happening yeah i was uh i was thinking the same thing like i i would like i was i was actually before we started this we talked about i was like i w- i want to be very uh present and sure. yeah into the conversation right and i feel like i really dialed into it okay. on this podcast that's great you know? that's good and my brain would every once in a while while we were talking would go to is this good is yeah. this enjoyable yeah, for sure And my brain and there was my i told myself forget that yeah i told myself i don't even care what people think about this podcast right. that's sure. what i thought sure and i was like i want to do a podcast to yeah. where me and my guest are fully locked into this conversation and we have a full flowing conversation. Yeah. And that's what I decided I'm doing on this one. So that's, that's what's
0: happening. And right it, now. it will be interesting to see, I guess people's reaction to it. Cause some people, some I agree. Some people might be like, I agree.
1: You know, some people are going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> and some people are going to be like, this is the Sorry. best conversation you've had. You Maybe, know?
0: but at least it's authentic. Right. And this is, is something authentic. that I, that I do think about a lot with writing, which is, the pressure to try to be what you think people want you to be versus being authentic, and the the crazy thing about authenticity is that it cannot be faked. It cannot be. You know, this is interesting for me because I work in marketing. Right, um, the COVID nineteen pandemic has caused a lot of consumers to question everything. No one believes anything they read anymore. No one believes anything they see on the news, and they are very much craving authenticity. There's a lot of pressure on brands to present themselves as authentic. But the problem with authenticity is it is not something that can be packaged and sold because then it's no longer authentic, right? Yes. And I think about authenticity a lot. Um all right, so let's let's talk more about the podcast, right? I mean, Yeah. Like what is your goal for the podcast? Yeah. What is your goal and be and be honest, what is your goal for this podcast? <laughs>
1: be honest. So in in I guess I get I get freaked out about saying the giant goal of this. In this in in this will kind of tie into um what we were, uh, what I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, we can tie this into it. My depression.
0: <laughs> and um, what? <laughs> you obviously did a lot of work too, because you had that ready to go, like that specific part. I did. I did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to make that, export it out, put it on the iPad, cut it but, up. But
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not only that, but you you thought about, okay, I'm going to have one button that I push for the whole song. And then I'm going to have another button that I push just for that one little, ball. Like you, you, get them, you <laughs> yes. thought this through. Yes. Right. Yes. And I bet as you were cutting it up, new ideas came to you too. Right. For sure. Absolutely. For right. sure. Cause you're anyways, I'm sorry. I, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm getting you sidetracked. No, going. no, no, that is true. We're talking though. about the goal of the podcast.
1: The goal of the podcast. If I'm, I, you know, I think this is, I get, I get nervous about saying like big goals about it. Sure. Right. Right. Um, why do I get nervous about it though? I think I get nervous about it though is because there are times to where I feel very confident
0: about okay. it. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. There are times to where I don't. Okay. Last week I did not at all. I oh, was, really? Yeah. No, that was good. Oh, with with JP. Yeah. So last week. So I posted JP's two weeks ago. Okay. I didn't post anything last week. Sure, right. I didn't post anything last week because I was trying to figure out what to post. Yep. I was depressed the entire week. Sure. And I called my dad and he Mm -hmm. was like, don't post anything. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. And I was like, that would be nice. (laughs) And I was like, I guess I could just spend time with Jess. Yeah. And we could have time alone and I can just rebuild. And and that's what I needed. Yeah. So I was like, forget it, you know. And
0: um Well, let's just what, call it what it is. Let's let's just be open, right? Yeah. You and I were supposed to re- record last week. Yes. And you sent me a message that was basically that. It took guts for you to send me that text message, I bet. Yeah. I bet it did, right? Am well, I right? Yes.
1: Yeah. The thing is, though, I could have went through, you know, we could have like
0: gone through the motions. We could have pushed and, through. Sure.
1: And but um I was not I was not in a good state. I wasn't feeling good. Sure. You know. Sure. And um I'm I'm trying to think like I was saying though I I don't feel good about the podcast sometimes like I let I let outside um influences or I think about like what do people like this do people sure. think I'm in over my head do yep. am I I'm not the most amazing host right now but I do believe over
0: time you get better you well, know. you need your reps for sure. I, I actually, reps. I, and I, I posted on iTunes the saying that I thought you were a natural comedic podcaster. And I, and that was, I, that was not garbage. Yes. I, I honestly, honestly meant that. I do think mm-hmm. you have a natural knack for this. I also believe that the more that we are sort of meant to do something hardwired to do something, the more kind of this, again, this is a Stephen Pressfield thing. The more resistance we are going to feel toward that thing. Mm-hmm. You can go a lot of ways with that if you are a spiritual person, you can say that the more that you are sort of divinely appointed to do a thing, the more that any opposition to that divine force is going to try to convince you not to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Some people would just say that this is simply your subconscious at work. um, That this is your desire to grow and evolve as a human versus your desire for security. Yeah. Um, Regardless, I, again, I, I think that, those are not only natural things for someone doing what you're doing to be feeling i think i think that they are encouraging things yeah that said and I, it doesn't it doesn't feel
1: encouraging but I'm no, he- I'm I know, here. But, it, I'm but it's easier for me. It's I'm easier for me because I'm yeah.
0: I'm I'm a, I'm on the outside looking yes. in, right? Yeah. And how off? How many times have you looked at another person's situation and be like, "If you could only see this the way that I see it, like that this is, is so, true. This is so clear, yeah. To me, right? Yeah. Which is, I think, another reason why it's important to be in relation with other people, right? Yes. To, and, friends, and, 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 and that's
1: culture. why I've. Really appreciated being able to talk to you. And sure. Yeah. You no, It's, it's, able to listen it's been and, my pleasure. You know. I, I
0: enjoy talking. I enjoy being able to talk to you about it because then I'm not thinking about my own stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And there have yeah. been times when I've gotten off the phone with you and be like, am I taking my own advice? Like all the things that I just yeah. said to Chase, like am yeah. I actually applying those to myself? It's that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah. My goals about this podcast. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Back yeah. To that. Yeah. So
1: um Joe Rogan has been a, incredible influence on me. Sure. Um, the last two or three years. I just love his podcast. Uh-huh. He's a comedian, but he does all kinds of other, or he's a comedian who interviews comedians. Yeah. Scientists, all kinds of different people. Sure. I'm not saying I'm a Joe Rogan at all. I'm saying that I love his, what he's done with this podcast has been able to create a platform to where he can have other comedians on. Sure. And give them a place to express themselves.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, give them a place to say, hey, I am this person. Yep. And people notice them. Uh huh. And they get more work. They get more gigs. They, it's just a complete positive. And that's that speaks to
0: you. Yes. Giving other people opportunities. Yes. Okay.
1: So I love the idea of me replicating that model. Yeah. In a music sense, so sure. like a musician having a platform, having my friends on, having right. other musicians on, right? Us doing a fun cover that we like yep. doing, in us sitting down on a sitting down on the couch a table, and whatever, talking, talking, sure, having fun. But then that person being able to get a gig from Based this off of platform, that video. sure. You know, right now, can they do that? No, I I totally disagree.
0: Totally disagree. Do you think that they? I totally disagree.
1: So you think even with the 70 subscribers and
0: the... No, because just be, you're you're using the wrong metrics. Um, and unfortunately, the, the right metrics probably aren't available to you, but you're putting something in their hands digitally that they can share and post and and do it. That is a very valuable asset, I mm. think. So I think if you're measuring it by subscribe... I, I don't subscribe to a lot of things on YouTube. I subscribe to this, but I don't subscribe to a lot of things on YouTube. Uh, I think that is a poor reflection of impact mm. um, both on both on your audience, on your guests. Yeah. I, and by the way, that's a really noble ambition. That is not what I expected you to say.
1: Really? That is not what I expected you but to say. But that's that I'm honestly, that is like, I think that would, that's my main goal in, yeah. in doing that and having fun.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: I will say another goal is that happening to myself? Of course. Right? Of course. If if that is the case of me having a platform, yeah. then of course I'm going to be the one who reaps the benefits of right. having that platform. Sure. Right.
0: Well, then you can do it more, right? Exactly. If, if it's successful, then you can do the thing that you enjoy doing more often. Yes. But the podcast itself, see what I like about what you said though, is that the podcast, and I, I mean this, it's not a means to an end. It's like it's not, well, I want to do a podcast because eventually I want to build a, a big stand up. Comedy career or or be a big actor, and, and may, maybe you would like to do those things, and there 's nothing wrong with that, but it also sounds like you you legitimately enjoy doing the podcast and you 're do, doing the yeah. podcast because you want to do it more mm-hmm. right and that 's the best reason to do something yeah you know I think something that 's really important is um, our culture we actually talked about this a little bit outside um, our culture has this kind of strange uh, fascination with not quitting. And quitting can be the best decision that you make if you give something an honest go, realize that it's not for you, and then you stop wasting your time with it, right? Um, If you realize I'm not doing this for the right reasons, I just don't enjoy it, you know, this isn't the thing then quitting at that point is the right choice just stop wasting your time go find yeah. something else and, and good on you for at least trying something now if you qu- this requires a lot of self-awareness because if you quit just because it's hard or you quit because you got scared you have to be honest with yourself and be like okay why am I quitting i know that requires so it's hard. much self it's it's really really I hard i think
1: that i'm a very self-aware person Sure. and yes. i still struggle it's with hard. with what it's really hard what is this fear coming from Yeah. you know yeah. am i incapable is it because I'm just scared?
0: Is it because I'm scared of what people think? You mm-hmm. know. So um, it's tough to pinpoint. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. It's one of his books. I forget which one it is. Uh, really famous book. But he has this thing. Have you ever heard the ten thousand hours thing? Yeah. Okay. So the idea, just if, in case people who are listening have are unaware, he has this notion that it takes ten thousand hours to master something. Right. Uh, whether it's. You know, pitching a baseball, or writing fiction, or playing drums—that that to really master, it, you have to put in ten thousand hours. And I think there's a fear with people that, okay, but what if I put in that ten thousand hours, and then on the other side of it, I realize that I just don't have that, you know, special quality that you have to have to be successful in that thing. And it raises what I think is a false dichotomy of, are some people just born with it? Or can anyone who can do the work get to it? Whatever it is, right? And something that I actually believe is that, yes, some people are sort of born with it. But if you're not born with the thing that you need, you're not going to make it to 10,000 hours anyway. You're going to give up at some point along the way. Mm. And that's fine because, you know, you went on a journey of self-discovery. You realized something about yourself, which is that this was not the right journey for me. And then you stopped, Sure, right? Uh, but I, I do think that a lot of us are so scared that we are i think this is especially true for men maybe this is also true for women but that we're not enough we're not good enough mm-hmm. and there's nothing we can do to change that oh yeah and that's a horrible it's a horrible feeling right mm-hmm. but i think it's not true man like there's so many pe- successful people that i come across that tell these stories about i didn't really know what i was doing I just kind of started doing it, mm-hmm. and I just trusted my ability to figure it out along the way, and I kind of did, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a ton of work, and it's a lot of time, and that sort of thing. But it, but at the same time, I feel like we're often we become toxic and miserable when we are not being true to ourselves in that yes. way.
1: That's I mean I love what you just said, and I this is why I love talking to you. Yeah, I, right. I, I feel better just you know talking to you and talking
0: this out, and but and one of the nice things about this podcast you and I've had some conversations, right? But they're usually limited to our time in the green room. Yes. Between, between songs, right. Or whatever, or between sets. This gives us a reason, an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation like this. And and again, so, and I, I think that you have a natural inclination to this kind of thing. So I'm glad you're doing it. Um, so I, I never want to push you to something that, you know, if you decide that it's not for you, but at the same time, I'm glad that I've gotten to encourage you to continue doing it Mm -hmm. because I, again, I, I, do see something natural in you that I, that I think really works in, in what you're doing here yeah I knew I I knew I just had to to start it right. or I would
1: never start this yeah. thing right you know right and it's a lot of fun right now yeah I'm releasing the cover separate we talked right. about the idea of uh, the idea of trying to mesh them together mm-hmm. more. And, and i'm trying to work on certain ideas of that but who knows i mean this thing will my goal now is just to keep at it sure you know yeah and um i don't know and i'm just gonna try and make it work better you know so
0: we're getting in time actually we we're over time getting, yeah, we're, yeah we're over time um Let's I know. See, I totally wrecked like if, your entire. No, 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 you no. You made plans a, and you did work a, and everything. This was
1: perfect. This was perfect. This was like a therapy session for me. This was <laughs> okay. Cool,
0: man. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, yeah, I enjoyed this.
1: This is amazing.
0: Were there any other questions that you did I had that, for you? Did I? Oh. <laughs> okay. I want to like give you like a couple seconds of silence because you really, really, really might want to cut this one out. Like, and I'm not like joking. Okay. saying Like, I'm okay. here. Okay, I'm here. so. Are you ever actually going to cover the song Friends in Low Places? It's a very good question.
1: I recently had my our friend Miles. Yeah. He would be very before you say anything, very it came (laughs) came across as rude to me (laughs) to insist on the fact that he thinks that he should be the one. To cover friends in low play, he was like let me know when he was like when we do ours we got to do the actual and I was like he'd be you? good I I lied to him and I was like oh yeah for sure but in my brain I was like are you kidding me do you think that you I think it was the way that he asked it yeah. or the way he sure. said it he implied like oh yeah I, I am the guy to do that
0: you know yeah I'm not above that either I can't tell you how many people have come to me and been like you know what you should write a book about and it just did. yeah, it just <laughs> <ended>. yeah. <laughs> so uh miles no it's not gonna happen <laughs> miles you got my vote uh, but i will i
1: think i will do it you know i think i'm gonna wait i think i'm no, gonna no, wait. wait i think i'm gonna wait till i have a a, a budget or some I'm market gonna occasion make, or something yeah yeah, yeah 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 right you're right you're right yeah um okay i got a couple questions from instagram we can um run really through those are you real seriously i didn't i did not think you were gonna get questions from instagram. okay keep in mind i posted this like four hours ago. yeah that's why i thought you were i know i felt <laughs> cutting, so bad not at, not at all not um enough. okay so ebby underscore cat who's my friend says okay. hello hello ebby ebby her name is elizabeth elizabeth that's Just her uh okay instagram name hi elizabeth. she just says hello hi okay john paul underscore keller jp jp we know and love says I don't know
0: if this is a, a joke or... Ins- he okay. says,
1: tell me about your debut wrestling match as Razor Ramon.
0: Oh, so um, so I, this is good because actually we were going to talk about the Scott Hall-Clint Hall thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, this is boring. The, the reason why I go by Clint <laughs> Hall as my pin name and yes. kind of my social media thing is because if you Google Scott Hall, you get a very famous professional wrestler who was first under the name of Razor Ramon and he was like the quintessential bad guy. He's hilarious. He always had two toothpicks. He would flick one at his opponent, and then he'd pull the other one behind his ear and put it in his mouth. It was <laughs> That's fantastic. So cool. It was so That's cool. So he was like, like greasy. <laughs> and like, but anyways, um, if you Google Scott Hall, you get him. That's what comes up. So, so because of that, and then also because at the time uh, when I was starting to write books, I was also doing a lot of social media stuff for IBM. So basically, Scott Hall was the IBM me at the time and then clint hall uh was like actually at the time i was still doing bands and stuff clint hall was music and writing gotcha and so i've just kept that uh mostly because for those two reasons because because so, of the wrestler and then also because of when you um,
1: introduce yourself though are you like it depends I'm on where clint, i am I'm, I'm depends scott. on where
0: i am so when we first met yeah i'm scott to that whole circle to that whole circle right gotcha. yeah but it, it is funny because my wife and I will be going to whatever and she'll be like, okay, are you Clint or Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause to all my writer friends, and I, I, I actually think that all, some of my writer friends will check this out. I'm Clint to all of them. And yeah. I think they know my first name is, as- Clint is my middle name. Clinton wow. is my middle name. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they all know me as Clint. Okay. They so when I post
1: this, Episode,
0: yeah, do Clint because yeah because the platform that I I look I'm building a platform like everybody else, right because that is important when you're trying to build your advertising
1: is it's Clint Hall gotcha gotcha yeah all right Uh, oh you're an author name five books that's also (laughs) that's also Chloe (laughs) understands she says oh you're an author question mark name
0: five books Uh, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off I don't know five of my favorite books World War Z which if anyone like it is. (laughs) <laughs> this sounds like such a ridiculous description. It is exactly what would actually happen if the zombie apocalypse occurred. Like uh, it is a brilliant book. It's an oral history. So each chapter is a different person's perspective from a different part of the world. It is fascinating. So did
1: they, did they F up the movies?
0: So the movie, I think the movie's fine, but the movie, you can tell that it took some ideas from the book, but it's really nothing like the book. Mm. World War Z is a zombie movie. is a perfectly fine zombie movie, but the book is a totally different thing. It's written by Mac, uh, Mel Brooks's son, actually, a guy mm-hmm. named Max Brooks, uh, who's, who is probably my favorite author. And the audiobook is incredible. Uh, his cast includes Mark Hamill, um, Martin Scorsese, mm. I think John Turturro. It's just a ridiculous all-star wow. cast. So, the, so I highly recommend the audiobook of World War Z. Okay, anyways. Uh, so anyways, I love World War Z. I love Ready Player One, which a lot of people have also read. Fantastic book. Um, I love a book called Battle mage that if you are a fantasy fan it is your straight up sword and sorcery but it's also if you're a little bit if you're a little bit intimidated by like the size of some of those books um it's a little bit more of like an introduction to sword and sorcery fantastic book called Battle mage the book that I like to give more than uh, give people more than any other book in the world is the book that I mentioned before called the war of Art that is obviously nonfiction uh, and it is about sort of doing the work to realize your creative um, potential and then also all of the things that we do or that are done to us to try to stop us from <laughs> from reaching mm-hmm. the creative potential fifth I'll name one more book just because you tell me the name of five books from my books. my favorite comic book is a book called saga which is um, in my opinion maybe the greatest comic book that's ever been written it is super adult super violent um, uh, Sex, language, all that kind of stuff. But it is also a beautiful story about family. Not, not for you, Terry. Not for Terry. Uh yeah. not for you, Terry. If, if you want cleaner comic book recommendations, I, yeah. I can help you out. But um but Saga is a wonderful, wonderful story. Uh, absolutely heart wrenching. Uh so for any comic book fans. But it's also it's it's not Marvel DC. So a lot of times, you know, those kind of books it's a very popular book if you're into comics, but if you're not, it's something that you may not have heard of. So Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um Scott slash
1: Clint, mm. is there um, any advice that you would like to give? Let's just say a creative
0: because yeah. you're yeah. a
1: skilled author and musician, but sure. we, we've been talking about a lot about just the mental space of creative. So this
0: podcast. I, I knew this was coming, right? Cause yeah. I listen to the podcast a lot. And I, I honestly, I, I thought a lot about like what I want to say to people. Uh, and it starts with be bold. Um, I I think that it is so easy to believe that there is some great distance between ourselves and the people who are doing things that we would dream to do. We think that they were born with something that we don't have. We think that they were given circumstances that we could never match. And I, I don't, I think that sometimes it's, it's somewhat true, but that distance is not as great as we think it is. Uh, so Be bold challenge yourself to do things that maybe you think are going to be hard. And for me, hysteria was a hard baseline to do. And, and I got there. Uh, you can do more than you think you can, but but an important extension of that is love the process. This is the single most important thing that music taught me. I spent my twenties doing music and there. There are times when I feel like, you know, if I would have started writing, you know, sooner than I did, I'd be farther along in my author career. But the important thing that I learned from music was how to do something just because I loved doing it. Mm. I was in bands that, you know, we'd have a couple hundred people come out or whatever. Never really any major success to speak of, but I loved it so much. I love playing live shows, but I loved rehearsal every bit as much because the camaraderie was there in rehearsal. You could hang out and talk more. The music sounded better in rehearsal because mm-hmm. we're all used to the space. We're a little bit more comfortable, and I just loved the process of music so much. And I think that loving the process of doing something without any other sort of like tangible rewards, like popularity or money or, or you know, fame or any, or anything like that, I think that is a muscle that you have to develop. Um, and actually it kind of, it kind of drove me nuts because I, I knew that I was going to come do this podcast and I saw a trailer for that new movie that Dave Grohl is putting out. Um, I think it's called what drives us. Okay. And it's about getting in a van and being in a band and like how important it is for bands to spend time together in vans. Right. Mm. Uh, and and like all these interviews from, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but you get all this from the trailer. Um, And he actually has this great quote that I wrote down simply because I was like, oh, he said it better than I am. The reward has to be the experience. And I think that is really, really good. I think that'd be good advice for Mm -hmm. you, right? That the Mm -hmm. reward for you has to be the experience of sitting down with whoever to do this podcast. The reward for you has to be the fulfillment that you get. I'm sure that editing is super hard, time-consuming work, but I'm sure there's also some fulfillment there Mm -hmm. like when you know that you've done it well. Mm -hmm. And I think that getting yourself to that point where the reward is the experience is really really important i think people can tell when you are doing something just because you want to be sort of successful i think that success is a thing that if you chase it you never catch it and ironically you have to sort of stop chasing it in order for it to ever come to you you can't fake that yeah you you can't pretend to not be chasing it but if you focus on the process enough i think you will eventually just forget about it and Mm -hmm. i think that's a that's a really wonderful place Mm -hmm. to be for anyone doing any creative work that's great advice i'd take
1: that too (sighs) clint i know you as scott um scott i really do appreciate you being on this i and, absolutely love being here and i i appreciate our conversations that we have off mic. yeah man um, they have literally i've said it before but you've talked me off of a podcast ledge you know
0: i'm not 100 sure that that's true but it is 100% I, I think true. you would have found a way to keep going without me but still
1: it would have been tough but you you've i i really do appreciate you and i appreciate you being there yeah man um can you, uh, do you want to plug anything or, um, your social media, your books?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? Just, um, l- listen, if you want to help authors on, um, so I, I am published, I'm a published author. I've published short stories and things like that, but I'm, I am working on finding a literary agent, finding publishers, that sort of thing. Y'all, the best thing that you can do for authors, uh, that are in my position is really just to follow us on social media. Um. Agents and publishers do look at that because they want to know, you know, what, what kind of a reach are you going to have if, mm. if you do have a book coming out? So yeah, please do follow me on Instagram. It's Clint Hall, uh, author Clint Hall on Facebook, uh, author Clint Hall on Twitter as well. So whichever one of those is your favorite, please do give me a follow, reach out to me. If you're interested in reading any of my books, you can go to clinthall.com, uh, and you click on stories. It'll take you to my Amazon page. And, uh, the, the short stories that have been published so far are available, uh, all on Amazon, either, uh, printer digital so awesome yeah awesome thank you
1: again scott um this is friends and low places baby thank you for watching we love you bye guys